0: And just like that, we are back. Views from Section 400. Matt, Jack, and Brian along for the ride. Uninterrupted sports conversation as always. I hate doing a big, long intro. Let's jump right into it. We have some questions of the day that we're servicing on X. And one that really stuck out to Brian. He definitely wanted me to mention it. And it was the best place to drink a beer. I don't have all the options listed. Um, and honestly, I don't think you can list them all because realistically, you could have something on there that says the best place to drink a beer is at a funeral. I don't know what people's options are, but at least for me, when I looked at the list, I thought the golf course, I love playing golf and there's nothing better than cracking a couple cold ones. You have one or two on the first nine. If you're playing electric golf, you don't drink on a back nine. If you're shanking every single shot, that's when you crack into the rest of the case and you can barely walk as you're uh, off 18 with your triple bogey. But I'm definitely curious to hear what you guys have to say on the best place or best spot to enjoy a beer. I had a couple other options and I don't think there's really a best
1: one. Well, first I just want to comment on that golf one. It's in my top two. If I'm going golfing, I'm drinking beers. I mean, that's, Half the reason I'm going golfing. I am not any good at the sport. Give me something with a a little bit bigger of a ball, and I think I'm all right. Pause. Uh, Golf's not my thing, but drinking beers on the course, definitely my thing. My number one option, though, it's the favorite on the list. An airport beer, dude, they're second to none. Flight delayed, you know, got a layover, hour and a half to kill. I've spent a fair share of my time in airports over the past few years, travel for work, vacations, whatever it might be. I love an airport beer, dude. Blue Moon, drop an orange in. They always have it on draft for some reason. It's just my go-to airport beer, and I love it.
0: Everything you just said, 100%. But it doesn't matter if it's 2 in the morning, 6 in the morning, 8 at night, 2 in the afternoon, noon, midnight, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like time doesn't exist when you're in the airport. You can always go and crack a beer. I love the airport beer at six in the morning or eight in the morning.
2: Yeah, I'm actually willing to admit I have never had an airport beer. What I know, missing out flight. Well, you ever that life that might change next weekend. I was late to buying my flights down to Nola for the bachelor party, so I got a two hour layover in the massive airport that is Atlanta on the way back. So I might might need well, a few few beers to cope with that situation.
1: Hey, they gotta they gotta fucking tgif in there so go hit that
2: get, get a beer and some fried green beans that would that would be nice well, well it. dude it's just time doesn't
0: exist man you can have it whenever you want it's like i yeah. said 6 a.m 8 a.m airport beers i'm telling you there's just something about them it's a special feeling i look forward to it honestly sometimes it might be the highlight of my trip Dude, yeah.
1: sometimes when you're, when you're starting that trip, it's the best way to start the trip, especially if you're going with some buddies. You guys are all flying out at the same airport. You meet up at a bar in the airport, drink some beers, hop on the plane together, get rowdy. I mean, it's a hell of a time, man. You cannot cannot underestimate a good airport beer.
0: They do always say. The vacation starts at the airport. So let's roll transition into what we do every week here at Views from Section 400. I'm going to drop in that. It's presented by our Bracketology. I always sneak it in there because I want everybody checking it out over on viewsfromsection400.com. Go check out the Bracketology. March Madness right around the corner. Go get your insight over there. The winners and losers of the week presented by the views from Section 400 Bracketology. Brian, I'll start with you. Who won the week and who lost the week?
2: Yeah, before I jump into that, I will. You mentioned our website, so I just want to give a quick shout-out to the newest member of views from Section 400, Zach Myers. And look out for him. He's doing ladder challenges, any fun bets. He's a big South Florida fan this year. So he'll have some good stuff on our website. So definitely check that Let's
0: go. Let's go, Myers. Welcome aboard, dude. Let's go South Florida.
2: But um, my winner of the week, so I'm wearing the Expos hat for a reason. It's going to be biopics slash documentaries. Apparently, they are making a full-length movie about what happened to make Montreal Expos move out of Montreal and ultimately become the Nationals. So I'm excited for that. But it got me thinking, what other kind of either sports or famous stories do you want to see made on the big screen? So I I got a few here that I think could be pretty interesting.
1: Brian, before you get into your list, and I bet it's incredible, I would like to interject and just say, did you guys hear about the Patriots' Dynasty documentary that's coming out? I did not. That was on my list. So, i didn't hear they
2: were making
1: one brian they are making one it's going to be out on apple tv i heard um and i i can't remember exactly who it was it may it, it's not the owner it's not craft but it's somebody high up in the patriots organization was saying there are some secrets i am taking to my grave and when i heard that i immediately started thinking of when they recorded the Jets uh, practices and the playoffs to gate. I mean, the whole bunch of scandals that the Patriots have ever had. I'm sorry to get to to, to to interrupt you, Brian. I'm super interested to hear your list. I just had to to let you guys know about that. Definitely look out for that Patriots Dynasty documentary that's coming out.
2: It said it'll be on Apple, Apple. Okay, I do have Apple. Had to get Apple because it's Ted Lasso, and then now the MLB does like their Friday night baseball things on Apple, which is just that's that's a that's a whole another loser I could get into, but I'll save that for another day. But yeah, just a couple of these I thought would be fun. So first off, the FGCU team—they need a movie, Dunk City, like that. Put that school on the map. They probably didn't go to class. They didn't go to FGCU to play school. I mean, they were sitting on the beach, and if they weren't doing that, they were practicing basketball. And it worked out for him. They upset Otto Porter in the first round.
0: Dude, you don't got to get into it with me about FGCU. I was boots on the ground in eighth grade, lower level.
2: We were both boots on the ground without knowing we were both boots on the ground. That is true.
0: Um, And there is a video out there of me screaming at Otto Porter, walking off the court, screaming what happened as an eighth grader. Huge FGCU fan. I was like, what happened, Otto? What happened?
2: Some people call that grader the uh, beginning of the end for Georgetown's dynasty. Speaking of dynasties.
0: Oh, it clearly was. Maybe there's another movie you can make. They were a two two seed, and I don't know that they've had a winning season since. I'm sure they probably have, but it it has been a rough stretch for them.
2: Really rough stretch. Then I had a couple other ones, uh, a couple fictional ones, but I think the Bash Brothers from the Mighty Ducks would be a good spinoff movie. And then The Twins from The Sandlot would be another good spinoff movie. But the one I really want to see as a Mets fan, as a suffering Mets fan right now, there's a reason. another reason I'm wearing the Expos hat. So Daryl and Doc, they did a documentary on ESPN 30 for 30, but I need a full-length movie of summertime in Hollis, Queens, when Doc's cooking crack and sativa greens. I need it all. I need to see what led to Doc Gooden sleeping in a crack den and missing the 1986 World Series parade. I, I just need to see like a... Even it could even be like a fictionalized story of the events, but like that, that needs a movie.
0: I think I liked your first options better, and then you lost me towards the tail end there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's normally how my list (laughs) goes. My list go on here. My loser of the week—it's been all over the place. It's the fanatics jerseys for baseball. I mean, the players are hitting dingers and showing dong. Thank God Daniel Vogelback is not on the Mets anymore because I don't, I would not want to see what he looks like in one of those Fanatics jerseys. I don't know if Michael Rubin will ever get allowed back on Shark Tank after this disaster, but yeah, that's my loser. Yeah,
0: a lot of people up in arms about that. I guess I kind of still need to see them on display before I can formulate an opinion.
2: It's really but bad. It's really bad.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I, I'll
2: be on, I'm sure I'll be furious. I mean, you're seeing three. I mean, guess more than three balls. You're seeing 18 sets of balls out there, and you should see one. Yeah. should see I the baseball. All
1: right. My winner of the week, it's going to be college basketball fans. This tournament is going to be wild. If you thought yes. you ever had a shot at, at nailing that perfect bracket challenge, this year <laughs> – there's no fucking shot. I'm going to say that right here, right now. If somebody does it, I'll give you 100 bucks on my own money on top of whatever <laughs> else you're going to get. I know it'll be a drop in the bucket, but, dude, UConn goes down. Purdue goes down. Arizona goes down. We're having all of the top dogs get knocked off left and right. You've got teams that were up at the top all year, like UNC reeling. As much as I love my Auburn Tigers, not looking like a – Strong-ass yeah. team right now. Uh, you know, the Kansas Jayhawks, we we like them here. We have a future on them, but they haven't looked dominant by any means. There's plenty of other teams I can talk about right now. But my point is, college basketball fans, this March Madness is going to be just as crazy as the rest of them, and I just can't wait for that to roll around.
0: Yeah, I think the point is, is it's wide open, which mm-hmm. is just a recipe for chaos. And if you watch March Madness – That's what you want. It is electric. If somebody ever can nail the perfect bracket, this is not going to be the year because, like I just said, and what you said as well, it's wide open and it is going to be chaotic, which I love.
1: love It's
2: going to be a lot of first round upsets this year.
0: It's going to be awesome, dude. Which is going to be awesome. And go check out the views from Section Four Hundred Bracketology because even though it's wide open, Brian and I got a got an angle on it.
1: Loser of the week. This one's pretty bad. Uh, It's Jason Tatum, dude. This whole I'm going to be the next face of the league stuff. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing, dude? Go win a championship before you open your mouth, all right? The whole conversation is obviously LeBron is the face of the league. When he retires, when he moves on, you know, who's going to be the next up in the mantle? In my opinion, right now, if it happened right now, it's not Jason Tatum.
2: Well, people like – I saw this conversation and people forget Steph Curry's like very much younger than LeBron James. And he also has as many rings as LeBron James. He changed the game of basketball. He still exists and he's going to exist for a while after LeBron retires. So I don't understand Tatum. And like people were saying, Anthony Edwards, like what has he done? He- Steph Curry is there. He's still there. The Warriors are still a playoff team every year. Like justice for Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, as soon as you asked the question, the first thing that came to my mind was Steph Curry, because I that's the food I, I even take Steph right now over LeBron. I know that's not the case because of how many dick riders there are out there for LeBron. But like Brian said, Steph Curry exists. Tatum, like go do something first, bro.
2: Curry just opened up an event for the first, like the inaugural WNBA versus NBA event. Steph Curry was the guy that did it.
0: Right. Wasn't wasn't Jason Tatum versus INSQ. <laughs>
1: Brian, I got a question for you. You said something I thought was interesting. You said Steph's going to be there a lot longer after LeBron retires. How long do you think Steph's career is going to be? I feel like I've seen to this point that he doesn't have the same motivation to stay in the league as long as LeBron did, or has.
2: I think he's got like seven, eight more years. Yeah. The thing about him, like – I know he's going to want to be the star, and a big part of his game is kind of running around like a lunatic around off-ball screens so he can get open. And he's not going to be able to do that, but he could play till he's 50 years old and just sit in the corner and, like, shoot a three. And he'll be able to shoot over 32% from three until he's 50. So, if you really, like, look at brass tacks, how long can he play? He can play for forever. Yeah, but he can't play defense. (laughs) He won't need to. I know, and
0: everybody always says, oh, nobody plays defense, but... It, it will be bad if he's 48 years old out there trying to play defense. I know we say nobody plays,
1: but, like, it'll be well, a that's lot. That's what I'm up. saying. Like, LeBron yeah. is still – I'm not going to say he's locked down on everybody, but he still locks down most of the league.
2: Yeah, <sighs> I mean, Curry, but he could also play, like, 15 minutes a game. And by the time he's 50, it'll be the NBA – the average scores are going to be, like, 160 to 155, so it won't even matter that much. The dude's going to be a f- – billionaire
0: at that point i don't think he's gonna want to run out there at 45
2: either way he's also a good golfer so i could see him like going entering he could
0: definitely transition into doing some stuff with that and that he could propel him to doing till he's fucking 60 or 70
2: yeah i know he had that holy moly show since canceled but i think that was one of his ideas for retirement plans unfortunately that did not work out
0: but yeah either way This was supposed to be Jason Tatum (laughs) losing, not Steph Curry winning. But, yeah, Jason Tatum, I don't know. I guess that's your loser of the week, Jack.
1: I mean, he just was talking, you know, I'm going to be the next face of the league when LeBron retires. It's like, bro, you're not him.
2: Remember when he texted Kobe's number, like, months after he died and then posted it on social media? Didn't
1: need to do that, but –
2: Either way, let
0: me jump into some winners and losers here, and I feel like mine's always off the beaten track when I go winners and losers, so. And no, it's not a NASCAR race guy, even though I could go William Byron for winning the 500 last weekend. Want to give a shout-out winner of the week, Hideki Matsuyama, won the Genesis Open, but he was, I don't know, he was down a lot of strokes. He played, he shot minus nine, nine under for the round on the last day to win that dude it was a historic run that he went on i had will Zalatoris to win it so i kind of hated it that he came back all the way but yeah dude hideki matsuyama winning the genesis open which oh by the way 20 million dollar purse shot nine under on the last round i don't know what ended up his his payout being but it was probably like eight million or something like that shoots nine under wins the tournament on the last day. Nine under in a round of PGA golf. That is extremely difficult to do. Probably won't see that again for a while. Maybe not if ever at all, but maybe when Charlie Woods gets up to the tour, we'll see him light it on fire.
2: You see uh Charlie's sixteen over at one of his tournaments.
0: I did not <laughs> so, see that. So
2: <laughs> maybe he he's hit a little rough patch.
0: Well, he's still what, thirteen, so we'll yeah, uh he's
2: young, but we'll dude, give him some time.
0: Yeah, no, it is funny. But Yeah, loser of the week. As you see, I got the Phillies hat on, so I love this. New York Mets, Kodai, Senga. I'd say both of them, Kodai and the Mets. He'll miss the start of the season with arm fatigue. Brian played it off a week ago in our group chat that it was no big deal. I think he referred to him, you know, doing something in the bedroom. Uh, I think we can picture what that was, and his arm got a little tired. Not the case here, as it's a little more serious than some arm fatigue. The last time I checked arm fatigue, you don't miss the start of the season a month and a half before the season because of. So not looking good for the Mets, which I love. Um, And it looks like a disaster season is brewing up in Queens. So love to see that. Are we going to see the Mets finish in last place? Uh, that's a legitimate
2: question. No, no, <laughs> don't start that now. The Nationals still exist. <laughs> And the Marlins are pretty damn bad too. But I I, mm-hmm. I quote tweeted this uh, the other day. I saw it after Sango went down, and I almost shed a tear. So the Mets' 2024 opening day rotation currently looks like Jose Quintana, Luis Severino, Sean Mania, who I had no idea what they had him. I guess he signed over the offseason.
0: <laughs> that guy throws bad batting practice.
2: <laughs> Another batting practice pitcher, Adrian Hauser, and a third. Oh, huge. <laughs> A third batting practice pitcher, Tyler McGill. Wait, so <laughs> isn't McGill,
0: Manea, Quintana, and Hauser all lefties?
2: No, I think it's, it's just Manea and Quintana. Hauser and McGill are ready. McGill's oh, definitely righties. a righty. Okay. I'm pretty But, yeah, besides them, like.
0: Maybe I'm thinking of Eric Lowers. Eric you Lauer are, a lefty? yeah. They're both just okay. like
2: mid-pitchers that were on the Brewers.
0: Yeah, 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 that's that's who I was mixing up.
2: Yeah, but the, I mean, the, the Mets, they have one young kid, uh, Christian Scott, who might be good. So that's, I'm putting all my eggs in his basket.
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this Who's the last good, like really good Mets prospect? Like, are you going to say Francisco Alvarez, the catcher? Like, I, I, Brett Beatty, that guy was horrible last year. I know everybody wants to praise him, but he, he was got brutal.
2: Hey, he was brutal. Mauricio, in his small stretch last year, looked really good, too. Uh, and then he towards ACL in Dominican so, League. <laughs> I, I yeah. maybe
1: some met goats, but as far as the best – No, I mean,
0: like, prospect, because, again, now they have money dumped in with Steve Cohen, and they're just buying guys, which we haven't seen too – you know, He's, they but, threw money at Severino, and that's about their it. Their
2: best player was a prospect. Who? Pete Alonso?
0: Yeah, so and he was second, the last but, one. I'm not – se-
2: I'm not yeah. saying that they don't have prospects. I'm saying who was who? Who was
0: the most recent one.
2: But Brandon Nimmo's homegrown, but he's even longer. And then you had all those pitching prospects that flamed out and died. Yeah,
0: Alonzo, March of 2019. So, opening day 2019 was his debut, which is a little bit of time ago, which then brings the question up, um, are they going to re-sign him?
2: Yeah. they. Just, Steve Cohen just came out with a quote yeah. today that said – He's gonna do all he can to resign him. If they're the Mets
0: gonna... are if the Mets are 15 to 18 games out of first place at the deadline, and a team offers a haul for Alonzo, are they're gonna say no? They should. Well, yeah. what did Steve Cohen say?
2: He said they're gonna do everything they can to resign him, and he wants him to be a Met for life. And he didn't yeah, say I mean... that about the ground. So. <laughs> so, so there, it's up I guess, in the, the right, right direction.
0: That would be wild if we see Pete Alonso move if, to a different team.
2: If
1: he leaves, that'd be very bad. In this yeah. day of baseball, I would not be surprised if he does, but I'll be honest. I hope he stays a Met. I know how much he meets the Mets fans and our dear friend, Brian Hauck. So I, I hope he stays a, a New York Met for life. That'd be the
0: nail in the coffin. And I would be so, I would, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, we, we would need to go near the GW bridge and make sure
2: Brian's not uh, get it. would
0: be funnier
1: as well, or more funny if
0: – because this is the Mets classic, allowing their top talent to go to another NL East team.
2: Luis is like, on at, the Braves now. I just, <laughs> I'm not saying Luis Guillermo, he's like a top talent, but he's on the Braves no, I
0: hate that guy, and he is, I'm sure, now going to be so annoying even more now on the Braves because the Braves just get guys player. to play well. Yeah, the Braves just get guys to play well.
2: Look at another Mets so prospect, Travis Darno. He's he's a good catcher yep. now. <laughs> Hit hundred on
1: the Mets. That division just loves sending like each other, like their best players, just like here, go deal with this guy.
2: Mainly former yeah, Mets. Just go to the, the Braves.
1: Former the Mets. Yeah.
0: I mean, look at Zach Wheeler. He has been a Cy Young candidate yeah. his entire tenure for the Phillies. And
1: Bryce Harper getting nabbed from the uh, from, from the Yeah. 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 Y'all love sending each other around. It's like an (laughs) ex-girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Not really much on the free agent front, right? Blake's now getting offered by the Yankees but not committing. I feel like if he hasn't accepted, then he probably isn't going to.
2: The Mets have to sign him. That's the deal there. Well, I don't even think they offered him anything. They didn't. They're (laughs) playing on Joey Lucchese, Christian Scott, and Jose Buto. It's It's a fucking disaster.
0: I'm down to move on. I do want to touch on the funny story. Ellie De La Cruz oh. in, a, I guess, a simulated game. Hunter Green was on the mound pitching to him. Ellie De La Cruz hits a foul ball, and the foul ball smashes through an SUV window. It was Hunter Green's window. <laughs> it was Hunter Green's car that Ellie De La Cruz hit a foul ball onto. I don't know. I just think that's I, ironic would be the proper term there because Hunter Green pitching to Ellie De La Cruz, then Ellie De La Cruz hits the foul ball. And it drills Hunter Green's window. They took a nice selfie in front of the car. You can see the smashed windshield in the background.
2: You know it's these guys; nuts. these too are uh, like spring training. They come out with the new, the new ride. Just have have to look their best. I know Cespedes had a big thing where he showed up like a new car every day when he was on the Mets. Cespedes but...
0: showed up on a horse,
2: didn't he? <laughs> yeah, one of them was a horse.
0: The guys, a, a fucking jackass.
2: <laughs> and then he fell into a hole on the horse ranch and broke his ankle and was out for a year but and then we never
0: heard from him again
2: but yeah i mean i'm sure it was a new suv but hunter green has all the money in the world and i know de la cruz is still young so maybe it hasn't had a big contract but hey they'll they'll call safe flight either way it
0: was definitely it was more of a funny moment that was some good mlb stuff and we'll keep dialing that up the only i got the hat on
2: brian has the
0: hat on no it's not a mets hat it is an expos hat as he kind of talked about earlier but it's the start of spring training. We got spring spring games underway. I'm hyped to have baseball back. I want to see a couple more of these big free agents fall off the board. It's kind of weird we're seeing them go this long. Scott Boras, stop being a jackass. You have so many clients. You'll make your money. Just let's get them on teams, and let's fill out the field, and let's get into the full swing of baseball. Yeah, let's jump into a little NFL news as the league New Year's almost here. Big news of today, the NFL raised the salary cap. We do have $255 million this year, so a lot of Taylor Swift money catapulted that salary cap up i saw some people being like dude just make it 300 million and and call it a day but some of these teams might not be able to be competitive in the smaller markets uh, you might be able to touch on that jags are a small market are they willing to to go all in if the cap keeps going up
1: yeah yeah our our owner shot con he, he's got money bags we're not oh yeah up. He he, we've got money over here, we got money over there, we got money everywhere, bro. So (laughs) I guess
0: who 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 would be who would be a small market team that would be affected by an increased salary cap?
1: If we're being honest, dude, we're talking about like the Titans. No, I I think we're talking about like the Packers, bro, who have like a weird ownership in, like, nobody actually... They, well, they it's ownership. like the fans own them. The fans, like, own the fucking
2: team Dude, or some shit. But they would still be fine, I feel like. Do small markets really exist in the NFL? I yeah. don't
1: think so. That's
2: the thing. It's it, like That's ownership.
0: why I said Jacksonville. Owners, I thought
2: Jacksonville was a smaller market team. It costs so owners, much fucking money to own a team. The owners
1: who buy in at, like, what is it now? Five, six, seven billion dollars to own a team now? Those groups or usually not a singular person, but the groups who are buying teams now, they've got money to toss at players. They're not worried about that. As much as Taylor Swift might have propped that up, real reason here for the the massive and historic increase to the salary cap this year, inflation.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a kicker in it. You know, what team's going to make the first big big splash in free agency? I mean, it's tough to obviously analyze and figure out, but and I think, what, mid-March is when that opens up?
2: Yeah, mid-march. Well, before even that, like, you say the salary cap goes up. The Dolphins just cut Xavier and Howard. Like, yeah. what What the fuck does – why?
1: They have a lot of stars out there in Miami. They're going to have to pay Jalen Waddell, I believe. This yeah, year. Is
2: he still out of yeah.
0: uh, contract? He's
1: on a rookie contract for sure. Is it this year they have to pay him or next year? Like, I don't know, but make... I know, what, Tyreek Hill more money makes now. $30
0: 31 million, $31 a year.
1: Well, Brian, yeah, you have more money, but you can't just give all of the, the extra percentage of cap to one singular player. It doesn't work like that. You have to space it out about your rooms.
2: Xavier Howard's a top, what, 10 cornerback in the league? The two-time defending champions five. are in the AFC, a team argue you just lost five. to. Why are you getting Is... rid of your good players? You just lost to the Super Bowl champions. They've won it twice. They have no signs of sh- slowing down. It doesn't make well, any sense. Let me ask you this: uh,
1: You know, they finally have Jalen Ramsey coming back for a full year. Do they need Xavier Howard? Do they need another top-tier corner right there? Or yeah. al- alternatively, Lejarius Sneed, good friend of the pod, my boy, he's going to be a free agent this year. What? What if he walks to Miami? Are, uh, Eagle, um, Eagles are Eagles are signing Lejarius Sneed.
2: The Chiefs are a well-run organization, and they're going to re-sign him.
0: They because are pretty they're not well-run. the
2: Miami Dolphins, apparently. <laughs> right. I mean, that's
0: a big one, dude. What if what if, it, what if what if I saw a report the Eagles were linked to Legarius Sneed. I know it's probably nonsense, but holy shit, I would love to see Lajarius Snead in Midnight Green, in Kelly Green. Oh my god, that would make my offseason. I'd believe it a
2: lot more if he was a former Tennessee Titan.
0: Well, yeah, the Eagles have been uh, pretty successful in poaching
2: former Titan got- players, but they fucking blackmailing the whole Tennessee organization, I guess. But well, they got
0: they got Julio, Kevin Byard, and then obviously the big one, AJ Brown. Brown. But Kevin Bayard wasn't really anything crazy last year. Julio was Julio. He's fucking thirty five.
2: Speaking of the Eagles, Matt, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Big Dom was Nick Sirianni's emotional support animal, and that's the reason things went into chaos because after he got s- <laughs> suspended.
0: Look, dude, it's all behind the scenes. Nick Sirianni didn't come out and say that. Big Dom, I don't know what he's saying or did or didn't say, but, like, that is just – they're looking for fluff headlines to create chaos. They're looking for fluff to create chaos in the Philadelphia locker room. It's what the media does. It's what the Philadelphia media does for whatever reason. They try to tear the team apart. A.J. Brown is saying all – this stuff that A.J. Brown called into the radio today sports radio Philadelphia and he was like I want to be here I want to play here I don't want to leave I don't know why people keep saying I'm requesting a trade and I don't want to be here like I want to be here I want to play here I'm happy playing here end of conversation stop asking me like this is ridiculous so awesome for Eagles fans like A.J. Brown does want to be here but it's like yeah stop creating these false narratives and false headlines." To, like, the guy wants to be here. Who cares what he does on the sideline? Or if he, he He's motivated. He wants to fucking
2: win. I mean, I, all I'm saying is I think you got to give Big Dom a lifetime contract.
0: Yeah, if, he's got to be around forever, so, and I think he will be. Come on, man.
2: Big, fat Italian guy from South Philly.
0: Yeah, he'll be around.
2: Yeah, you might need a Big Dom for Big Dom so he doesn't get well, suspended ever again. <laughs> get him I, some I'm protection. I'm putting
0: too much thought into, into that.
2: I, 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 I really don't pro- think I am. End of story.
0: My fucking emotional support character. Give me a break.
2: Susan went down the drain after he got suspended.
0: And then he came back and they got blown out. So, I like, it doesn't matter.
2: Well, yeah, but, like, it's the whole thing. A dog doesn't see its owner for a while and it takes them getting used to to get back in the groove of things. Anyway,
0: I, I I have not much more time to spend on this. The only other big big news I saw was the Saints reworked Derek Carr's deal, which did save them almost 25 million in cap space. So that's something of note. They can sign like two pretty heavy duty free agents with, with that savings right
2: there. It's not gonna matter. They still have they still have a car.
0: They still, <laughs> they still have Carr. car. car. <laughs> but 23 million in cap space is a decent amount of money to to play with.
1: I think and you might have to double check me on this but I think Kamara might be a free agent this year or at least I
0: I could see him leaving
1: if, if it's not this year it's definitely next year he's on the last year of his contract but I'm pretty sure he's a free agent this offseason right now and you know that might be a good move on Carr's part because as a quarterback, you would love to have Alvin Kamara to catch passes for you out of the backfield. You can't rely on it like the way Derek Carr did for on, with the Saints this year. But maybe, maybe they keep him, add some weapons on the outside. Chris Olave still a beast. Figure out what happens with Michael Thomas. But I think it's all on Derek Carr. He's just got to get well. Back.
0: Maybe, maybe they said to Carr, "Hey, man, let's re- rework the deal so we can we can extend Olave."
1: Don't don't have to worry about it this year, but everybody always looks for you know before they play that that last season on their contract.
2: I'm with you 100. So yes, I, I to put a button on that they're, they're not going to win shit with Derek Carr there. So,
0: right, that's I the don't. big that's the big
2: glaring thing. <laughs> Defense <laughs> yeah. might
0: play well at home. Derek Carr sucks. Really quick on the NHL. I do want to keep bringing it up just because we could touch on it. I'll make this super quick because I don't want to spend too much time on it. We obviously have the stadium series. Apparently, that drew, like, that drew huge ratings on ABC. Apparently, they had a lot of viewers. I don't know the final numbers, but apparently, it had like record-breaking viewership for the uh, NHL. So Props for them, man. They put on a good show for the stadium series up at Jet Life. It was cool, man. They, they got a lot of viewership out of it, and it's uh, probably because there wasn't really anything else on. But we'll give them the, the props.
2: Two New York teams in New Jersey. Doesn't get any better than that.
0: And then the only other big one, which this is kind of crazy, Ars Baines captured the attention of the Hockey World Tuesday. Plays for the Vancouver Canucks, became the fourth Punjabi player ever to appear in an NHL game. Punjabi? Punjabi? I don't know how to say it if I'm saying it, it sounds wrong.
2: Sounds like a Star Wars nationality. It's easy. It's like Indian. Oh. Yeah. So, which again,
0: there's not really a lot of Indian nationality people playing uh, in the NHL. So, just the fourth ever Punjabi guy. So, props to him. They wow. did end up losing the game three to one. <laughs> it was to the Avalanche, <laughs> though, who I think are winning the whole thing. So, but the Canucks are on. Canucks are having an unreal year this year. The Canucks have been lights out. So, Bain said Thursday for the game. Uh, that it was a special moment for him and just special for the league that that fourth ever player uh, from that nationality. I think that's it's pretty cool stuff, man. But
1: no, I, I just wanted to give our listeners an update. Uh, if you listen to last podcast, you heard that I'm cooking up my future champion of the NHL, that Stanley Cup hoister. That <laughs> is coming on next Wednesday's podcast, Brian. I don't know why you're laughing, but that's coming on. <laughs> <Wednesday's Brad> podcast. <laughs> The way I you- am in the lab, looking at the film, <laughs> doing my analysis, cooking it up, and it's coming Wednesday. Stay tuned. It
2: just like made it I a can't point. Can't wait for that pick. Made it a real point to enunciate Hoister there, and I, I just I was sorry.
0: turning over to the NBA, and you guys might have some more stuff on it. But Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets center, he's had a triple double against every single NBA team. Every single one. That's pretty fucking crazy. He checked off the final team, I guess it was Thursday night of this past week, against the Wizards, who I'm surprised he was able to get it done considering he probably got yanked at halftime because they were probably up by so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know people, I'm supposed to hate Jokic because I'm a Sixers and an Embiid guy, but, dude, props to him, man. A triple-double against every team as a center, it's pretty remarkable stuff.
2: Yeah, first time yeah. since LeBron, I believe. Or it might have been Russ did it, too. He, he, he joins LeBron and Russ is the only three.
1: Did, That's not
2: Yeah, I guess Russ has been around the block. Um, but I know LeBron did it against Cleveland when he finally – when he joined the Heat, I guess it would have been. But Jokic will still have to do it against Denver if he ever leaves, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever leave, though.
1: Yeah, yeah no, probably won't. Get- if you guys heard him recruiting Luca at the All-Star game, uh, it was, would you ever, you know, reporters asking him, like, would you ever, you know, play with Luca? It seems like he has a very special connection. And Jokic's you know, like, if he wants to
2: come to Denver, sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sounds like he's not leaving there anytime soon. But- well,
2: I got one thing for the NBA. And Jack, I'm surprised oh. you, didn- you didn't bring this up. Um, JJ Redick and Patrick Beverly are having a mid-off, or I guess a solid role player off. But... J.J. Reddick said Doc Rivers is full of excuses, and that's all he'll ever be. And, I mean, yes. pretty, pretty on brand. And then Beverly shot back at him and said Rivers revived Reddick's career, which he also kind of did. They've just been going back and forth on Twitter. And, yeah, I'd be interested, Jack. I'm sure you're very pro-J.J. Reddick uh- in this <laughs> I have been locked into this argument. I think
1: it's pure <laughs> comedy how I'm sitting there and I'm roasting Doc Rivers on our podcast left and right for the past like two weeks. And then out of nowhere, here comes JJ Reddick. You can't be, and, and Shaquille O'Neal for the record. I don't know if you guys saw the comments that uh, Shaquille O'Neal made to Damian Lillard. Look, man, you're a grown man. You're doing the thing. But you, Giannis, Doc Rivers, it's going to be you three that get blamed for going three and seven with each other. You know, and... and I'm dude, I'm loving it left and right. I'm I'm chirping Doc Rivers. I don't understand the hire in the first place. They 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 get him along, they're three and seven in their first ten games together before the all-star break. And, and now JJ Reddick, Shaq shitting on Doc, shitting on Dame. I mean, it's just the truth, man. I mean, it can't be happening. Those two should be able to complement each other beautifully, like a Shaq and Kobe. There's no reason they should be three and seven. I'm loving all the talk that's happening right now. I said it first. I'll I'll, I'll plant that flag. I'll, I'll take my flowers real quick. Give myself a pat on the back. I've been shitting on Doc Rivers a little bit longer, so I know JJ Redick saw this. Use that inspiration,
2: but I should have made him the winner of the week. Me for shitting on Doc Rivers. Somehow. Yeah, I mean, people are clowning JJ, saying like he was, he's he's the reason Doc wasn't successful on the Sixers, and then I guess the Clippers because he was missing three pointers. I'm like, "Well, if you're relying on one of your role players to make threes when you have Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, you have you know, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, then that that's your problem right there." But if we just want to quickly touch on the committee approved the 12 person college football playoff, so it'll be five five conference champions and then seven at-large bids. And the top four seeds will get the buys. But to get a buy, you need to be in a conference and win your conference championship. So Notre Dame and I guess the two Pac-12 teams that are left, you're shit out of luck.
0: But if Notre Dame's in like the top 10, they'll still get into the playoffs.
2: They just won't get a buy. They just
0: won't get the buy.
2: Which, okay. I mean, kind of evens itself out, right? Because they don't have to play a conference championship.
0: Right. So. It kind of does, actually. That's a good point.
2: So Notre Dame fans, stop pitching about it. <laughs> Eat my ass, Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> what are they going to play? The Independence conference championship game? <laughs>
2: But I mean, yeah, obviously you got the top four buys and then the first round will be at the campus sites. So if Auburn can capture a five to eight seed, we're going to get a playoff game at Jordan-Hare.
0: Love that they did that for the first round, by the way.
2: That's huge. And the best part about it all, maybe uh, the games will be Friday and Saturday. So January for football, Friday and Saturday. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Sunday, Monday NFL.
1: Can't Dude, wait. I can't wait for the day that Auburn makes the playoff and if I has a home game, I will be flying down there, getting getting tickets. I will be there. That atmosphere is going to be electric in Jordan Air. Yep,
2: might might be as soon as this year. Walker White cooking up some deep balls to Cam Coleman and. Uh...
0: And yeah, I know Auburn's done well, and at least what the transfer portal and in recruiting, or is it top just recruiting, recruiting class in Alabama? Stars?
2: They out. They out recruited Bama this year.
0: So top, but not really that well in the transfer portal because I know that's huge now too. Is essentially yeah. college free agency.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if um, what their transfer portal ranking was, but they were a top ten recruiting class in the nation. So, when you're really trying to build something, you need to recruit well. You do. But speaking of college free agency, uh, courts, which in... is wild that that exists
0: now. By the way,
2: <laughs> yeah. So courts in Tennessee and Virginia just ruled against the NCAA. In their kind of, I guess, fight to regulate NIL. So, in other words, basically, in Tennessee and Virginia and wherever the states will kind of adhere to this hearing, the college is just free to spend whatever and do whatever. Yeah. So
0: there's no cap on it. There's no cap. No whatever Yeah. You can basically just pay to go.
2: It's pay to play. You get to yeah yeah yeah. So at that, it just got even more. Which is
0: wild that there's no cap or regulation on it there, but then you get to the NFL and there's a salary cap, (laughs) which, oh, by the way, people are saying to remove.
1: Well, listen, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Oklahoma State's, you know, men's basketball coach. He was talking about when he recruited Cade Cunningham he put in four years of work to recruit Cade Cunningham. He was at, you know, his practices, his games, you know, going to tournaments, just reaching out all the time. He put in four years to recruit him there to the point where, you know, Cade ended up going to OK State solely because he, solely because he knew the coach had his back, right?
0: Well, that and didn't Cade's dad play there?
1: Well, let me let me just tell you what the coach said in this interview so that's what he said and then he goes now here we are today all you have to go all you have to do is say here's five hundred thousand dollars come play basketball with us for eight months yeah and this this is a d1 basketball player who just sent his first player to the NBA, you know, number one overall pick. This is a real real, account of what's going on with NIL. It's, hey, you got $500,000 to throw at this kid to recruit him here or not? Yeah, it's
0: ridiculous. i wild.
1: <laughs> it's the nuts. whole college free
0: agency is nuts. Something yeah. I, like people said 10 years ago, would never happen. It would never happen. You're going to school to get an education to be set up for life. Here we are it's a full-blown thing
2: hey it got us a new college football game though
1: well I
0: mean, if, there you go
2: if, if, if baseball a little bit more seriously back in my day if uh if
1: I, yeah. you know, I would have been it could have gotten offered you know probably 100k to go transfer
2: somewhere it's like shit A yeah, nice lambo as a signing bonus yeah <laughs> it's on the cards if it's not regulated <laughs> yeah no it's about to become the wild west out there if it's not already
1: Yo think think about this too. Like there are some of those parents out there that are like not good parents. So they're probably just gonna be like, yo, you gotta go fucking make it, you know, first look, round
2: Look at Baby Gronk. You
1: know, Gronk. Class, you yeah. know in, in like, football, you can go get a five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus at USC.
2: Baby Gronk's dad just like taking him to all these colleges and having him pose and I, I don't know if the kid's even that good, but he's just like really trying to market his kid. Oh
1: no. It's going to go crazy. Wild, 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 as you
0: said. That's all we got. Action-packed, uninterrupted sports conversation. Views from Section 400. I'm Matt, Jack, and Brian. Always here with me. Keep following along. Check out all the socials. Definitely head over to Views from Section 400. Check out Zach Myers' new post, some articles. I know he's trying to do a ladder challenge, so. Definitely don't miss out on that. Maybe you could win some money just by checking out some new articles. But other than that, you know who I am. Phillies baseball starts down in Clearwater. I'm fired up. I can't wait. Mets are falling apart. So that's all I got.
1: You are now I'll catch on the, you on the next one. Savage. You'll follow
2: us on TikTok at views from four hundred. We need four more for hundred followers. Welcome to the team, Zach.